Now, what's actually happened in the past three months is that we've grown the monthly recurring revenue to 29.8K, so very close to the 30K goal we set for the end of the year. And so that is 50% growth in three months over Q1 of 2021, which is pretty awesome. Hello and welcome to this episode of Confessions of a B2B Marketer. My name is Tom Hunt, your host. And in today's episode, there's no guest. It's just me. I'm going to be sharing a little bit about some pretty awesome growth of our B2B podcast agency, Fame. So I'm going to be breaking down why this is happening, what Fame is, and what you as a marketer can learn from our growth. Before we jump into that, though, of course, we have to give a shout out to our insanely great sponsor, Ahrefs, or Hrefs, as the name should be pronounced. Now, Hrefs are a long-time sponsor of the show. I log into their software pretty much every day because I want to see, is Google giving us more authority or does Google think that we are a better website? And there are three things that a free version of Hrefs does. So here's Hrefs Webmaster Tools. You can just Google Hrefs Webmaster Tools, and you can get these three things for free. Now, these three things are one, they tell you which keywords are ranking. Two, they tell you when you get a backlink. And three, they also tell you if you have SEO issues with your site. All completely for free. It's insane. I use it every day. Apparently now, Bcast, our podcast hosting software, is now within the top 300,000 websites in the world. I know that because I use Hrefs Webmaster Tools. Go there now. Next, I have to give a shout out to our latest reviewer of the show. Thank you very much, Andy Mitchell, who is the creator of both Active Inbox and Brief for Gmail. That's B-R-E-E-F for Gmail. Google each of those. Google Andy. Seems like an awesome guy. Has been playing in the SaaS email space for a while. So Andy, thank you for that review. Let's, of course, just read it out. Tom's interviews and articles, for that matter, cut straight to the heart of what the guest did that actually made a difference. Andy, thank you so much. All right, and let's kick it off then. So I'm not sure if you listened to episode 17, but in episode 17, we did another income report style episode, and I shared something that I've been learning from Amazon over the holiday period about long-term focus. And Jeff Bezos always says, if you're growing a business or a marketing function at that, then you need to look at in the long term, in a year, three years, 10 years, what are your customers always going to want? And then have those things as a focus for your business or your marketing function. And so for Fame, this was we wanted to get great guests for our clients. By the way, Fame is a podcast agency where clients pay us per month and we start and grow a podcast. We want to streamline our delivery to keep our costs down. We also wanted to have awesome client communication and we also want our clients to be delighted. So those were the three focuses. And the way we're going to grow this was through content. So the actual the goal we had for monthly recurring revenue for the end of 2021 was $30,000 per month. And back when I recorded that last episode number 17, our revenue was approximately $20,000 per month. We had 11 clients. Now, what's actually happened in the past three months is that we've grown the monthly recurring revenue to 29.8K, so very close to the 30K goal we set the end of the year. And so that is 50% growth in three months over Q1 of 2021, which is pretty awesome. And so what I'm going to be doing in this episode is just breaking down how we've been performing against those three goals that I just said, 
at the start, what's been happening and what you can learn either as a founder entrepreneur or marketer, because I think it's really important for modern marketers to look at their marketing function, whether that's within a B2B SaaS company or, or within a B2C company, and look at that marketing function as a mini startup. You should have a budget, you should have a focus, you should understand the incentives of your team. And so I think this episode, though may skew to the entrepreneur or founder side, is still highly relevant to the marketer. Before we jump into that, I just want to touch on the growth of Becast. So Becast is our podcast hosting software. So right now, I'm running, or we are running, these two B2B focused companies, the same agency, Becast, the SaaS product. And the three focuses for Becast for 2021 focused, consistent product growth, building the SEO content and social flywheel, and then legendary support. Becast has been growing just a little bit slower than Fame. Now, I don't want to jump into the details of the numbers here. We'll save that for a separate income report, but I just wanted to give that context of the two things that we're focused on. So let's dive into the Fame story. So we actually first did an income report back in September. And I believe revenue was about $15,000 per month. That grew to $20,000 per month in January. And then now in April, we're just about $30,000 per month. And so we went from, I think it was nine clients in September to 11 clients in January, up to 17 clients in April. Now, for those of you that are not aware, Fame started because in my, I had a role as head of demand generation at a B2B SaaS company in London. We started a podcast, it's called Sales Ops Demystified, awesome show. It was very profitable, especially in the early days. We're interviewing our perfect persona. We built what I believe to be the most downloaded podcast in that niche. Uh, the company, Ebsa, awesome company, sell sales software. And so we wanted to build this media asset for the persona, Sales Ops Demystified. I'm still the host, done about 160 interviews. It's awesome. And so we essentially decided to do that for more companies and that started fame which is just a B2B podcast agency. You go to fame.so to have a look at how we market ourselves and what the position of the company is. So again, back in January, we had 20K MR, 11 clients. The system was running really smoothly. I was generally very happy with the business. So I love the clients. All of the clients are awesome. And so then what, of course, has happened in this past three months to add six extra clients is 50% in revenue growth. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is something that isn't really related to marketing at all. And it's actually about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. What we did as a company back in February, the start of February, is put all of our cash reserves into Bitcoin specifically. Now, I haven't spoke about cryptocurrency or Bitcoin ever on this podcast or really ever in my public persona, but I have been an investor since 2014, have held through the various bull and bear markets and relatively bullish on the Bitcoin story. I don't understand much about the other crypto ecosystem, so I won't comment there, but I am genuinely or generally very bullish about that. And so we shifted all our cash reserves that were in GBP in the British pound into Bitcoin and not massive amounts of cash. We are a profitable business, of course, but we're not doing, as you know from the revenue, we're not doing insane volume. Anyway, so we did that in February. That cash balance has essentially over doubled now. And so what that gave me was a very quality problem as to what should I do with this excess cash we have. And quite fortunately, actually, I got a cold email from a founder of another slightly smaller, but still awesome podcast agency called Finesse Media at about a couple of weeks after we made this investment. And so 
This smaller podcast agency was run by an awesome guy called John Fry. And John Fry was actually moving on to a better, exciting opportunity and wanted to offload his clients to somebody else. So I quickly replied saying, thank you. This is an amazing opportunity, John. There was four clients. And I ultimately said that we would pay X amount for John's clients. John agreed. We read up a very brief contract. And then over the month of March, we essentially transitioned John's clients from Finesse over to Fame. And so this added, yes, there was the cash outlay that I was able to do because we moved our balance sheet over to Bitcoin, that there was a cash outlay to acquire those clients. And now we're obviously slightly down on the cash balance, but we have increased cash flow. And so the amount that we paid for those clients should be repaid to us over a number of months. And so that clearly had a great impact on growth that added approximately $6,000 per month in revenue and added four clients. Now, that was obviously an awesome thing to happen. John is amazing and is going to be doing really amazing things. The clients are also really amazing. It went really smoothly. We didn't lose any clients. I believe I'm pretty confident the clients are happy and we're trying to make them even happier, obviously. What this also led to, though, was the ability for me to look inside another agency and understand their processes and understand how they deliver the podcast for these B2B businesses. And so what this actually led me to a massive operational paradigm shift for us at Fame, which is really just the introduction of the tool Zapier. Running a podcast, if you have ever tried it, there are many, many small parts that have to come together in order to produce the awesome audio, video, blog posts, social posts that you have to produce. And what we've since done, since we learned this from Finesse Media, the agency we acquired, is that we have essentially automated a massive chunk of the project managing we have of the podcast. So this is obviously more, it should give us more repeatable results for our clients, but also makes us more competitive on price because in our agency, we have individuals that will actually do the audio editing or the video editing or the social posts or the writing of the summary of the podcast episodes. And those individuals are managed by a project manager who is responsible for the client and is responsible for making sure everything happens correctly. So what we've done with Zapier is essentially enabled a project manager to, in theory, take on more clients because a lot of their role has now been automated by Zapier. For example, if a guest books onto a podcast, that will automatically create all the relevant Google documents or Google folders. It will create the Trello card that we need in order to assign that work to the audio editor or to the designer. It will notify us in Slack. It will do other things that previously the project manager had to do. So that was an awesome learning or a result of acquiring another small agency. So that added four clients. If we take 11 that we had back in January, now we have 17, so actually we've added six clients. Four came from the acquisition. One came from a referral. Thank you very much to that client that referred. And then we actually have a one or two clients that are joining that I don't know where they've come from. And I haven't actually asked them yet, but I will do, of course. And But I think I have a sense that they, my content work on LinkedIn has been helping. And so I'm not sure if you've seen, or you probably haven't, but every day I release a LinkedIn post which educates, well, educates or inspires related to B2B marketing. And so I typically do these at the weekend on a Sunday or a Saturday where I'll just sit for an hour and write out things that we've been learning about B2B marketing or really entrepreneurship and just put them in a Google Doc and then ATM every day, I can just copy them from the Google Doc post on LinkedIn. So, I mean, some posts get like five likes and like 600 views. Some posts will get like 70 likes, 20 comments. 
and 6,000 views. And so there's a massive difference here. But what I have seen and heard anecdotally is that they are having an impact. Whether someone has heard from us through a referral and then they see the post or they first hear from us from seeing the post and then tell someone else about us when someone else is looking for a podcast agency, I am seeing this having an impact for a relatively low amount of time. And I think I can create these posts, this content relatively quickly because I'm really just sharing what we're learning. I think this is the best way to create content for any marketers out there is if your audience, the people that you're trying to reach also are interested in the things that you're learning, then you can simply release this information, this content, and then that should aggregate, that should obtain their attention. And this becomes a really, really easy way to create content because you're not having to, when you're creating content, there's two things you need to do. You need to A, learn about the thing and then B, create the content about the thing. But if you're already learning about the thing as part of your role or your business, then you just have to create the content about the thing. And that's quite a fast process. Take this podcast episode, for example. I obviously had to prepare notes about what I wanted to talk about, but I'm really just sharing what we're doing in the business. So I don't have to learn stuff in order to share. I just have to create the content about it. And so I think the LinkedIn posting is helping. For the month of March, I actually stopped because we brought on all these clients and I just had to focus on ensuring that the clients are really, really happy. And so I didn't have time to create the content or even post the content because I was just focused on the clients. So that is starting up again now to ensure that we have growth or ensure that snowball starts to run. And obviously, there's no way I can claim an ROI on that. I guess I could if someone has said, yes, I only saw your LinkedIn post and that is solely what just made me want to buy. I could take the amount they pay us and then divide that by the amount of time that I spent. But normally that isn't really the case because I actually have heard from one client that they were referred by someone who saw the LinkedIn post. And so it's really, really hard to do. And here's this new style of demand generation that I'm leaning towards is if you just clearly understand who you're advertising to or who you want to sell to, and then you can create content that this person actually wants to consume, ultimately that will lead to good results. And so that is the route that we're going to be taking for fame going forward. And I'll obviously keep you updated about how that goes going forward. The other thing I want to touch upon is I have started to do the Reforge growth course, which I think is like the best growth course in the world. And one of their foundational beliefs or one of their foundational concepts, and they share a load of like complex graphs and calculations to prove this, is that retention is actually like the foundation or the birthplace of growth. And if you don't retain, it's very, very hard to grow. And so this totally makes sense to me. And so for this quarter, we haven't really been doing any other marketing activities than that LinkedIn posting that I just shared with you. We do run a bit of AdWords. Aside from that, we don't do anything else. And that's because we're just hyper-focused on ensuring that the clients enjoying the service and getting value from the service. We actually haven't had a client churn since October last year, which is awesome, touch wood. And so the fastest way to grow, or like the only way to grow is to ensure that you have your retention nailed down. And so that's what we're going to continue to do. It's just, as we said, one of the three focuses for this year is awesome client communication and ensuring clients are delighted. And so if we do that, and then we do sharing our learnings via content and the clients are super happy, then that should ultimately result in more clients because word of mouth will spread about the awesome work that we're doing. And so that's another thing that, again, if you're a marketer in a larger business, you don't have that much say on retention, but I would still form bonds with the success team, form bonds with the product team, try to understand how they're doing and try to give them everything they need from marketing to make their jobs easier so that the retention of your customers increases, more referrals, more word of mouth. Ultimately, that's going to make you look better because your customer acquisition costs are going to go down. 
And then the final thing that I think we have done well in the last quarter, which is impacting growth, is introducing something called the FAME monthly bonus, or the FMB, we call it. And this, the reason I credit this is because of a Warren Buffett quote, I believe, where he says, show me incentive and I show you the result. We have individuals, both employees and freelancers, doing the work, essentially, doing most of the work. So either editing the audio or writing the show notes, or there are probably eight different things we do for each episode. And we have, I think we have a great culture. We try to make their lives as easy as possible because most audio editors don't necessarily want to spend time in meetings. They just want to edit audio. And so we focus on that. What we haven't done is there's no like incentive for people to, I guess, no extra incentive for people to work together as a team and for people to do even better work. And so what we're doing now is every month there is a percentage bonus that we add on to every employee or freelancer's payment. It's decided centrally just by me at the moment, and it's just a percentage that is the same for every employee or freelancer based on how well the team is working together and how happy the clients are. And I think for employees, this is not that revolutionary, but I don't know of many people that are also doing this for freelancers that they work with. And so what I think this is going to do is A, bring better freelancers into our organization, better employees into our organization, and will also enable us to work better together that in turn should reduce the admin or the communication we have around the work, which in turn will be able to reduce our prices as because we can do more with the team that we have. And so this is also a call to action. Any awesome writers or awesome audio editors or video editors out there that want to plug into our system, that want to come and join us, then do drop me an email, tom at fame.so. So that's the final thing. So in summary, what happened in this quarter that I think has led to this growth is we shifted our balance sheet from fiat to crypto. We made an acquisition that went really smoothly. We learned from that acquisition to improve our own internal operations. Uh, did a lot of LinkedIn posting, which I think had a good impact. We focused on retention and then we aligned incentives. And so again, none of those things really are like marketing things, but I think you can learn from the things we're doing here if you're running a marketing team. For example, you probably can't shift your marketing budget into crypto, but you could go and visit your friend's marketing team and look at how they do their operations and try and make yours a bit smoother. You could go and sit with a customer success team to understand how they're ensuring their customers retain. Maybe the customer success team need to know more information about your customer persona so they can better serve them to boost retention. Maybe there's something you can do for the incentives of your marketing team to ensure they produce better work, for example. And so what we're going to be looking at going forward, again, making clients happier, Retention is the foundation of growth, so we're going to continue to do that. I'm also going to be creating more content to ideally grow the client numbers. Again, we're at our revenue goal right now, so I'm not super hungry for growth. So I just want to ensure that we retain and ensure all our clients are super happy going forward. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that episode. It's actually really good for me to clarify my thinking about what we're doing and what we're planning for the next quarter. So. Obviously, we've had great growth, but we need to just ensure that with this increased level of clients or increased number of clients, we have to ensure that everyone is as happy as possible. I want to thank you for listening. If you have any feedback for the show, simply head to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review, ping me a screenshot if you're doing that or after you've done that, and I will get you a shout out. Of course, any feedback you have as well, you can just ping me an email, Tom at fame.so is the right email for this episode of course thank you so much for listening